Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of this little podcast called Boys Cry. I'm your host, Joe Destra. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already know me by now, but by chance, you have stumbled across this and you're like, who is this person? I am going to tell you a little bit about myself. So, like I said, my name is Joe Destra. I am 21 years old. And I'm in my fourth year of college at Rowan University, my last and final year. I'm so excited because I am so sick of school. I need a break, like now. Like winter break cannot come sooner, even though I am taking two winter classes, but we'll get into that. I'm also a Capricorn. If you're into astrology, you can see what that means. I'm a Capricorn sun and moon and a rising Leo. So you'll probably see that come out a lot in my personality during this next like what 25, 30 minute episode of me just talking to myself into a mini microphone. Um, My podcast studio is currently my basement and I'm sitting on a giant squishmallow. Um, This is only audio recorded. I did consider video recording this podcast as well. But you know what? Just to get started, I am only going to do audio. And if things go well and progress, then I'll consider recording the episodes. It's just, I don't have a lot of time to edit down a visual component to this as well. So right now it is just audio. But besides all that logistical shit, let's talk a little bit about my life. So currently I work two jobs. So the first job is I work at Hollister. I used to be a key holder, which is basically a manager there, which is so like boss of me. Um, I was a key holder my entire sophomore year of college. And then when it came to my junior year, I did demote myself back to just a normal brand rep. I love the Hollister company genuinely and all the people I work with there. Shout out Hollister 31486. Literally the best group of people, the best group of managers. It just became way too much for me. And I had to put school and other things in the forefront and put my full-time retail job at 19 years old on the back burner, which is totally fine. It was a little bit of a tough decision to make just because it was good money. I was 19. I was working 40 hours a week making bank, but at the same time, I couldn't really do anything for myself. I was working five days a week from like nine to six, 12 to nine. Like There was no life to be had. And when I did have a little bit of a life, it was all devoted to schoolwork. And I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Like, this is so ass. So ended up demoting myself. And I looked around for some more jobs. And I picked up a job at this little brunch place Um, in the town next to mine. And that has honestly been really great. So I'm a server there. I serve maybe two times a week. And then I also barista there as well, which is super exciting. I am a coffee fanatic. A coffee connoisseur, as some may say. I drink it too much. I need it to survive. I will drop dead on the floor right this instant if I don't have caffeine in my system. Is it a drug? Yeah. Am I addicted? Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. It could be worse. It could be like cocaine or molly or meth or whatever. So I'll stick to my caffeine addiction. Thank you. But honestly, working there has been super great because I love the people. It's, um, what's the word? Like privately owned. It's like only a one-off. It's not like a chain or anything. 
So it's really like a communal aspect there. I really do love all my coworkers, everyone in the kitchen. It's just a great time. Love it. And since it's brunch, Mama's gets out of there at like three, which means I have the whole day ahead of me. Well, not really, because I'm going to talk about my theater life now. My biggest hobby in life, my passion in life is acting, singing, dancing. And I am so grateful that I live in an area where theater is so plentiful and there are so many places I can audition and be able to pursue my hobby and what I love to do. It's really a great place to be. However, that also takes up a lot of my time, like a lot. So right now I'm in a production of Disney's The Little Mermaid at Pittman Theater and just I'm having a blast. The best time ever. I play Jetsam, which is one of Ursula's little eels, a little snee snake, a little poopsie. And it's great. You know, I love my hashtag team evil. Um, my friend Joel plays Flotsam. Christina's Ursula. John's Ursula's understudy. It's just a great group of people to spend your time around. But also, I'm a full-time college student. I work two jobs and my hobby, which is supposed to be my relaxing part of my life, takes up four nights a week and I'm there for like three hours. So I am a little stressed. I was talking to one of my bosses at my serving job and she brought up my show and was like, how is it going and everything? And I told her, I was like, I'm having a great time, but I am exhausted. I am so freaking tired all the time. And I told her that I think I'm stretching myself a little too And I hate to admit that because I love keeping busy. I love being at work. I love doing all this stuff. And I honestly think the only thing that's throwing me off the rails is school, which honestly should be the number one priority. Like I hear myself, trust me, I do. School should be before everything else, before my two part-time jobs and my aspiration to be a professional actor. You know, all those other things are keeping me sane. And I told her, I was like, I'm tired all the time because I never stop. I never take a minute to rest. And she agreed. And she was like, I am the exact same way. I totally get you. I do not know how to take a break. I don't know how to just take a day to myself and stop and let the world like settle around me. And it's okay to do nothing. But in my mind, doing nothing is not an option. I don't know why. I don't know where that mindset came from. I just always feel like I need to be working, doing homework, practicing for my show, this, this, that. It's never just, I'm going to lay down and maybe watch a TV show. I don't know the last time I binge watched or watched TV in general because there is no time. There are people in the cast of The Little Mermaid that are talking about the shows that they watch. And I'm just like, what? Like, that's a show. Like, I am so unbelievably behind in the TV show world. It's kind of sad for me. Like, I need to start watching some stuff. And not stuff that I've already watched, like my comfort show rewatches, like Grey's Anatomy and One Tree Hill, which, you know, the reason we rewatch shows is because we like knowing what happens in them and that sense of like comfortability of a rewatch, which makes so much sense for me as a person and as a Capricorn. But we digress. I actually have to tune in to The Voice tomorrow because a good friend of mine, Courtney, aka Corey, who I met during Spring Awakening this time last year which is a musical that I did here in Williamstown at the Grand Theater. She is on The Voice this season, which is so freaking exciting 
to know somebody on The Voice in general is crazy, but the fact that it's one of the kindest, nicest people I've ever encountered, not only that, probably the best singer I've ever met in my entire life is going on this show. I could not be more excited for her and where her career is going to go after this. When I met her during the rehearsal process of Spring Awakening, I just knew she was destined for greatness. And you can tell anyone, we all believed it. We all saw how incredibly talented she was. We were like, why are you here? <laughs> like, you needed to like be on a world tour or something. So the fact that she's there, I'm so excited. I am like extremely nervous to watch. Like, I might be like screaming, ripping my TV off the wall, lighting my house on fire. Like, I'm so scared to watch this show and I'm going to be so anxious. But I feel like the hard part is done. I always said, going on reality TV, the point is not to win, which people are always like, what? But when you go on the show, you are getting exposure no matter what. You are going to make fans and build a fan base and have people fall in love with you that winning really isn't everything. Maybe you get like a cash prize, which honestly, pretty bang. And if you get a cash prize, I feel like just being on the show itself is a victory enough. So I'm so excited to watch her journey on the show and see what coach she picks. I can't wait to tune in tomorrow night. I think I might have to record it though, because I'm pretty sure I have rehearsal. So I have to avoid any spoilers on the Instagram and the TikTok because I do follow the voice on TikTok. So it's so weird that my friend will be posted on that. But this was a long sidebar about my friend going on the voice. But I'm really just, I'm really so excited for her and everything she has to offer to the world and the music industry. So to keep myself a little bit on track, I did ask some people some questions to ask me on my Instagram story. If you're not following me on Instagram, my personal account is at Jodestra and the podcast account is at Boys Cry Podcast, all lowercase, keeping it simple. But one question I did get, I'm going to start with a silly one because being serious is just not in my wheelhouse. But one of my really great friends asked me what my death row meal would be. Now, this was a TikTok trend. I did kind of think about it, but I didn't pre-plan an answer for this. So I'm just like imagining what I like to eat. I think I would start, honestly, maybe I'll do like a full day. So I'm like a breakfast sandwich lover, kind of sewer, could eat it every meal of the day. So I think I would start with, honestly, a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Keep it simple. Keep it cute. Um, From New Jersey in the New York area, like bagels are our forte. It would be like a crime to not have a breakfast sandwich on my way out of this world. And then I would have to get a coffee or, or seven just to like say goodbye and probably go to Chipotle. I'm not caring about my guttural health with this scenario because at the end of the day, I am being executed. So it doesn't really matter. So I'll go to Chipotle and then I have to go to like the most expensive sushi restaurant ever. Like, I don't know. I don't want to die with money in my savings account, so I might as well ball the fuck out and just get everything I like. And sushi is definitely an expensive option. I would have to get like, ooh, maybe like spicy tuna or like toro or like the spicy crispy rice. I could eat Asian food every single day. The best ever. Same with Mexican food. Honestly, top two. And then after I divulge in some sushi, I will end my day at Chili's. And you're probably like, Chili's? Like, the restaurant chain Chili's. Um, yes. Chili's has been a constant in my life 
for as long as I can remember. Some of my earliest, most treasured memories in life are at a Chili's. I don't know why. I kind of just grew up there. It's kind of like home to me. You know, I've moved three times, but Chili's has always had my back. My mom used to take me all the time because my dad would go off on Thursday nights and then my sister would be gone either at work or at her acting classes. And me and my mom would be like, let's go get dinner tonight. So every Thursday we'd go to dinner and sometimes we'd switch it up, but we'd always, always go back to Chili's. Like there are just so many options of what I could eat there. I have no idea what I would even get. I would get everything. I'd get the chicken crispers. I'd get the chips and salsa and guac. I love their quesadilla explosion salad. I'd probably try a few things, like spice it up, and then probably get a molten lava cake, of course. And the best part about when we would go to Chili's is that there is a TJ Maxx in the lot behind it. So like, maybe I'll set it up like I eat my Chili's and then the execution takes place at a TJ Maxx. Like that sounds heavenly to me. Like I would go out peacefully, no resistance. I'd just be like, see you world. It was nice knowing you, but my time is up. But this is all hypothetical because I will never commit a crime that will make me get executed. So thanks for that question submission. The next question I received is what are some lessons I've learned in 2023? Which is so crazy to talk about wrapping up 2023 because I really don't even remember half the shit that has happened this year, to be quite frank. I know I did a couple shows and was in school and did work, but that's about it. I just kept busy. We talked about that. But anyway some lessons I've learned. I think the main one is not letting other people's problems become your own, especially in a friendship. And I think this is a really tricky and hard situation to navigate, especially because you never want to come across as an unsupportive or bad friend. So what I mean by this is the foundation of a friendship should not be built off of problems, not problems between each other you should not only be friends with somebody to go to them about your problems. Having issues and going to your friends about it is a huge aspect of a friendship and you need that to be close with somebody. I absolutely, that's a no-brainer. But when it becomes the entire friendship, just going to somebody about your problems, it becomes exhausting. It is so tiring to be the person on the receiving end because you didn't sign up to be somebody's therapist. It is not your job for somebody to throw all of their issues onto you. Like you're not a sponge. You're not supposed to absorb all of this. You're not supposed to feel every feeling that they feel. It is not healthy for you as the person. But at the same time, it is so hard because you obviously care about this person. You obviously have them in your life for a reason and you want them to do well and you want them to come with you with your problems. But at the same time, that should not be the entire friendship. It should be part of it, like I said, but a small part. You should be able to do other things, talk about other things, hang out and do all this fun stuff, not just talk about issues. I feel like that's a main thing I learned this year as somebody who felt like they took on a lot of baggage from other people. And I felt like it really affected me. I feel like I had to take a step back from certain friendships because their problems were mentally affecting me. And that's hard to do and to step out of that. But I think it's healthier for me in the long run. So that's a lesson I learned. Another lesson I learned that I'm still trying to learn, I've been trying to learn this one for freaking forever, is not everyone's going to like you. And I know that's such a basic one, but it's true. Not everyone is going to like you. And that's such a hard concept for me to wrap my brain around. I feel like I have become such 
a good person not to toot my own horn that when people don't like me i'm like why literally why like in high school yeah don't like me i was not that great of a person no one was that great a person i think we all would be embarrassed about our actions we did in high school that's a normal thing high school's a fucking social experiment locking us in that school with a fuck ton of people for eight hours a day it's going to cause a lot of drama and people are not going to be the best versions of themselves but outside of high school and the person i've become these past four years is somebody that i am so proud of and somebody who i genuinely like i think i'm a nice person i do a lot for other people and i'm very just real that's one word i'll tell myself i'm real in the best way possible and the fact that people still will find ways to not like you when you have done nothing to them is absolutely mind-boggling like i feel like i could win a nobel peace prize and end world hunger and somebody would be like no i still don't like him like that's crazy to me one thing i told myself i just woke up one day and was like you can't dislike people unless they really do something to you that was a mindset I really tried to put into place, not just disliking somebody because you think they're annoying or you think they might be a little weird. The only way I let myself truly dislike somebody is if I feel that they have done me wrong in a substantial amount. So the fact that people have such a mindset still of just disliking somebody for no reason really boggles my mind. But, you know, I'm trying to just remember that if they don't like you, if they don't want to be in your life, that's fine. They don't need to be. They're obviously not going to be missing. It, they wouldn't have been an addition in your life in the first place. Let's move on. And then another question I got is if I'm in a relationship. Um, no. <laughs> like, no. Sorry. Sorry, I'm boring. Have no relationship drama to bring you. Don't have a crush to bring you. I actually had a crush this summer, which is crazy. Because if you know me, I literally don't have crushes. I don't talk to people. I love being alone. I love it. I love my own company. I love having myself. But I did have a crush on someone this summer. And it was crazy because when I have a crush on somebody, it becomes like obsessive. And I know that. And it's not good. And they were all I could think about. And it it sucked because I saw them basically every day. And I felt like I was missing a crucial part of the experience I was having because I was so hyper fixated on this person and the fact that I had a crush on them that it took away from the experience itself. I'm not going to get into specifics because I know we got some listeners who will send this to them. And if it gets sent to them, hey, how you doing? Let's go out sometime. But yeah, not in a relationship, not talking to anyone and currently no crushes. So that answers that. And then lastly, a question I got is how do I relax? That's a good one. How do I relax? I don't think I ever do. But like, If I had to, or like on a night where I really have nothing to do, I think I'll watch a movie. I love watching movies. It's my favorite thing. I also love popcorn. So like the two go hand in hand. So like watching a movie on my laptop in bed, a bucket of popcorn, having like a few candles lit and like some good lighting in my room. That's like my dream version of relaxation. Like I love that. want to do that every day. I also am a skincare junkie. And just like being like, I don't know, being clean is like a relaxing feeling to me. Like if I'm ever dirty, it stresses me out to the max. Like the idea of like being dirty, smelling is like literally my worst fear, like breath smelling. I'd probably rather die than smell. When I know I'm like dirty or sweaty, like I just need to shower. I can't do it. Like I start to get anxious. Like 
it all just goes into like a downward spiral. So I think just like taking like a nice shower is super relaxing as well. I wish I could take a bath, but I'm like six foot. I'm not like six foot. I literally am six foot and don't fit into many bathtubs, which is kind of annoying. But at the same time, when I do fit in a bathtub, I still feel like I'm not clean. So I feel like I have to shower after I take a bath, which is so annoying. So I just skipped that whole thing anyway. But yeah, I think that's my version of relaxation. Oh, and yoga. I love doing yoga. I've really been slacking off a lot. My friend Lauren can testify that I just really haven't been going, but I've been so busy that I have no time to go. And I'm such a no excuses type person. And I know the biggest excuse people make is that they're busy, but it's true. Like I am so busy. I don't have time to go to an hour long yoga class. Like I can't take that time out of my days right now. But when I do, that is a great way for me to relax. But yeah, I think I'm going to end this first episode here. Keep it a little short. I did watch a TikTok on recommendations for first-time podcasters. And they said to keep your first few episodes short because people are not going to want to listen to you in full length when they just meet you, which is so true. I would so not listen to some random person's podcast for an hour long. So I'm going to end this one here. If you got this far, thank you. Like, thank you. That means a lot. Podcasts will be uploaded every Thursday. We have some great guests lined up. I'm super excited to interview them and just get more into mental health talk and just have some girl time with my guys, which is such a crazy saying. But yeah, please make sure to share this podcast with your friends and follow the podcast on Instagram at Boys Cry Podcast and all your streaming services. But thank you guys so much for getting this far and I'll see you guys next Thursday.